Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Uh, we have something special today. I am bringing over one of my shows from my Jack Benny TV video cast, which is airs every week on Spotify. In the show notes, I will do a link to it. It's been going on for about a year now. And so we've uh, covered Jack's first four television seasons. Plus this summer, we've been doing a summer special jack benny summer special and uh presenting all of his specials chronologically this is going to be his first special that you're going to see today now if you're not seeing me if you're just hearing me then you're listening on uh, some podcast somewhere uh because it goes out all different ways but if you want to actually see me and see the show and see all of us talking about it then you would come to Spotify because Spotify is where we have um, any of our video casts. You might want to follow all of my podcasts on Spotify because then whenever I do a video cast, you will see it on any of my channels. Um, if on the other hand, you like to listen and that's fantastic, then just feel free to keep listening or listen to all my other podcasts, but maybe tune in to just my Jack Benny TV video cast because every single one of them is a video cast. Every single one of them has picture to go with it. And on Spotify with a free Spotify account, um, if you're on your phone going through their app, you'll be able to see our show or on a computer, you, um, you might not even have to have to have a free account. You might just be able to access it through your browser and be able to see it. I'm not sure, but you'll have to play around with that. Uh, anyway, without further ado, here is our first episode of our special summer with Jack Benny. And I'll present more of these as we go. But in the show notes, I will have a link to my Spotify video cast where you can watch all of them. Because right now... Uh, the first one I'm presenting here is from 1959 uh, for today, but we are currently on 1965. The very first Jack Benny color special is coming out this Sunday on our video cast. So go get the link to the video cast, follow that. Uh, I don't have that many followers. I think I have 67 and I have something like 4,000 followers of this podcast that you're um, listening to probably. But uh, also, like I say, if you catch even this podcast on Spotify, you'll see me as well because it's a video cast over there. Anyway, I'll let you go and uh, enjoy the show. Hit it, Phil. Can it be the breeze that fills the trees with rare and magic perfume? Oh, no. It isn't the breeze. It's Jackson time. La, da, da, da. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. I am joined by the wonderful Kathy Fuller Seeley, uh, who has what, three books out now, I think, uh, on Jack Benny. Two and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> and another one, another one coming uh, very soon, I think. Um, when is when are we looking at that one? The newest one coming oh, out? Probably the end of the summer. summer. End of the summer. All right, I can live with that. I wanted some summer reading, but apparently not. <laughs> So good. So, and then we have uh, John Henderson here from This Day in Jack Benny, oh. which is, like I say, the finest by far imitation of my podcast you'll ever <laughs> And <laughs> we, of course, also have our friend Terry Phillips, who is known as the Reagan Man now. Uh, how how is 
<laughs> How is your Reagan project going and where are we at with that? Well, today is a big day in our project. We launched a Kickstarter campaign to help fund our pre-production costs. The play is still scheduled to premiere in Santa Barbara, California on September 1st. And uh, from there, we moved to Fresno, my hometown. And after that, uh, where the winds blow us, I hope, to a theater near you. Oh, I would love that. But if you, you go come to, up here, uh, you'll sell at least one ticket to me, my friend. All right. <laughs> so if you go to um, to the Kickstarter website and search for Ronald Reagan Saves the World, you'll see where we are. Yeah. So everybody do that. Search for Ronald Reagan Saves the World and, and do a little kickstart to help launch this thing. Um, is there is there a certain goal you're looking for? Or? Yes. As you might know, the way Kickstarter works is it's all or nothing. So we've set a goal of $25,000. And if we reach that goal, then we'll have enough to uh, actually launch without having to <laughs> go on the street corner and play the violin and hope for contributions that way. And, uh, but, but if we don't reach our goal, then of course we get nothing from Kickstarter. Yeah. Well, that's why it makes sense to be realistic instead of going for 25 million or something. So (laughs) right, (laughs) that would have been enough to cover by, by private jet. Exactly. To fly to every performance. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. And, uh, oh, and I should say the reason I'm wearing my tux today, folks, is we are kicking off this is great. We have a Kickstarter and we are kicking off something too. So we're kicking off our summer uh, set of programs and it's um, a summer. uh, We're going to have the Jack Benny special summer and the Jack Benny special summer is presenting his specials that he did for television in chronological order. These first two we're going to play, we're going to talk about two of them today at different podcasts. But anyway, this, this first one and the second one were done, uh, when he was over at CBS, correct? Yeah. And so uh, they are uh, the first times he did these, and he really doesn't do them again until after his show's off the air, as far as I can tell. Um, I I guess he does one sort of a special we'll present uh, one of these times coming up, but it's a little different. But anyway, uh, uh, Kathy's going to be able to go into a little bit of why uh, she and I think uh, we we both found out the same sort of information, and I think that there's reasons why these shows came out when they did. Uh, this first one is, man, it is, you look so hard to find shows that are absolutely pristine and that have, are like you're in the room as they're recording them with, yeah, that's not the case. Uh, this this is pretty bad. So it's not it's not going to look pretty, but it's there. It exists. We have it. So so that's a good thing. Uh, the one thing I'll throw out on this, just to kick us all talking about it, is I did love the beginning of this, where they have Jack just sitting on a stool talking to the audience. Um, I know it's a setup for the first gig, the first bit, because they kind of needed a setup to make it even bigger. But it does feel a little bit like maybe a warm-up would be. And I certainly, in my brain, even if it didn't happen this way, even if they had a different warm-up comedian come out and warm up the audience and it wasn't Jack normally, I like to pretend that that Jack would come out and talk to the audience like Carol Burnett does every time before the show. And what a treat that would have been if he did that. I don't know if he did or not. But in my mind, he did. So there we go. Uh, but anyway, let's kick it over to Kathy. These are these are this is from 1959. Uh, it's from a 
April something or other, I think, or March. March 18th. March 18th. March 18th. I, one year exactly before I was born. So uh, wow. I can't even say uh, I, I was uh, a zygote to uh, uh, be appreciating this, but. Um, no, from, no, unless you had a 12-month gestation or something. Day, so. <laughs> My mother, the elephant, right? Yeah, so, okay, yeah. so. <laughs> so let's go. So, Kathy, um, why do we think he was doing this but, at this time? Well, I, I so appreciate um, uh, you finding this uh, for us, Daryl, because I had thought I'd only ever seen the chimp bit before, mm -hmm. but I had thought it'd been on a shower of stars. So um, uh, this idea of the Jack Benny hour as a special was new to me and digging around a little bit in uh, a variety in the trades. Um, I learned that um, this was just, it apparently it was supposed to be three specials, although maybe we only have two of them, right. um, uh, put together by the gray advertising agency was able to get two of their clients, Ben Russ watches and Greyhound, a combination made in heaven together <laughs> as sponsors to do these, um, two uh, extra shows. His regular show was on twice a month at this point, I guess, opposite private secretary or whatever. But um, the spring of 59 was the very last time that Jack was sponsored by Lucky Strike. So um, this being a J&M production, um, I can just imagine that um, uh, Jack went into this deal going, What's my life going to be like in television now that, you know, the long sponsorship with Lucky Strikes is over? What do I want to, what do I want to do? Do I want to stay on every other week? Do I want to change? Uh, and so um, I was just fascinated by how often there used to be specials uh, during the networks of, of, you know, programming. And, and I can remember when I was a little kid in the 60s, ooh, tonight's it's an extra special program. We just don't have those anymore. So I love the fact that it was special, but not so special. Yeah. Um, uh, and so it also got very high ratings. It was the fourth highest uh, rated program of the week. It was on. And this first episode actually won um, Ralph Levy and uh, who's the uh, Bud Yorkin. They won uh, an Emmy for a best direction of a special. For it was probably episode. for that first bit. That first bit is yeah, insane. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It, it's it's something that you would think you could only pull off like in radio to do that bit. I mean, I'm well, I'm not going to give it away. I mean, because we're definitely an intro to the show, so we're not going to give too much away other than talking generalities. But uh, I really enjoyed that. I laughed out loud. I thought that was great. And every time I thought it was reached its pinnacle it, it kept topping itself and jack's reactions are the whole thing i mean really i mean everything else they all these wonderful things they have going on and jack in the center of it just giving us his expressions and that carries the whole bit um goodness what what a what an awesome what an awesome piece to add to the benny catalog i i, I really think every benny fan needs to at least see that opening bit of this thing uh, anyway, let's let's. Oh, and uh, the other thing I was going to say to tie tie into the sponsors, I was really hoping for and expecting that you might get a combination of the sponsors, which you never get. And I always think they should <laughs> because there could have been a guy waiting for the bus and been like, right on time. Just my Ben Russ is saying it's right on time for this Greyhound bus. Let's go and whatever. But they didn't do that. Uh, anyway, let's go to our good friend John for his thoughts on this. 
Yeah, I loved it. I loved the and I also thought when it first started and he was doing his warm up that like is this is this like a real warm up like live TV? Who knows? Anything can happen, right? right. Uh, and so it was really, really spectacularly done. And just sitting him, seeing him sit there casually and telling the jokes, like you can imagine a different kind of Jack Benny that also works terrific. I loved it. And then to go from that into the, the great thing that you mentioned where there's so much going on and obviously an enormous budget and it, it almost seems like it's wasted, which makes it even funnier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just by not paying close attention or something not being in the frame, it was so wonderful, and I I loved that. And then some of the the callbacks, you know, in the first few minutes after that also were a lot of fun. Uh, Mitzi Gaynor is a great entertainer, and I I've seen a couple of her movies because I I'm really into Damon Runyon, uh, mm -hmm. the the writer who you know does those sort of like heartwarming almost gangstery type uh movies and he she's in the movie called uh bloodhounds of broadway i think it's called and so i'd seen her before and i'm not a big like musical person where i would have necessarily seen everybody but it was fun to see her in this and the way that she acts and does the physical comedy with jack benny kissing her was really quite impressive and it sort of reminded me of a bit on the radio show like i think it's pretty early on where he kisses, uh, was it Barbara Stanwyck? I can't remember. Maybe you guys know, but um, he's done this bit, John, yeah. both in radio and on his camp shows, and I think in in some of it, maybe some of his specials and or his TV show at different times. So for me, this bit was a little old because it's like I've I've seen and heard it a lot. So that bit didn't hold up that well. I was like, really? They're going to reach back to that. They could do something else. But having said that, she probably did the nicest job acting in this bit that anybody had ever seen did. I love that he has, uh, and again, not giving too much away, but I love his flicking of her arm and her arm just dangling yeah. there and things. <laughs> and, and, and he didn't just do it once. I think he did it three or four times. It was great. But anyway, so that that worked for me, that part. Yeah. But, uh, I, well, I, and the thing is, People have such a small memory, uh, I think, when it comes to things like this, yes. where if you can't watch it on DVD or VHS or whatever, then you're not necessarily going to remember it. Right. And, and the fact that I just think it's fascinating, the fact that he was doing this bit for so many years mm -hmm. and there's so many bits that he does for years and years and years and they still work. Right. So I think that's pretty impressive. And he's, I'm sure he's, his career was so long. He's like, oh, we haven't done that bit in five years. We can do that again. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't think anyone's going to have YouTube to go look and, and compare all these things and whatever. I mean, you got to give him a break with that. He didn't repeat as much as he could have repeated things over the years. And almost every time he brings something a little fresh into it, a little different. And so it's okay. I, I'm all right that he repeats himself as much as he does. And in this particular spe special, there's so much that is new like mm -hmm. this is like if you were going to do like a, a highlights of jack benny i feel like this would definitely be one because it's different for the most part than a lot of the stuff that he's done before and it's very entertaining from beginning to end uh the stuff with bob hope you know i think it, of all the things i've seen with him and bob hope this is one of the best i really enjoyed it uh you know even especially the part where he he sort of uh razzes jack about uh, his performance style by uh you know sort of like encapsulating this kinds of lines that jack would be given and i yes. thought that was very funny i thought that was great uh, yeah and, and when he's going through the script and 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 joking about that yeah i love that 
Yeah. Even some of the sillier things like the bear and the, the calendar, I thought were, you know, they were fine for what they were. Yeah. Uh, and But then you get into the trained apes, which mm-hmm. is spectacular. And I think that it's become sort of like a, a highlight. I, I, I think, Kathy, you were mentioning that you've seen just that bit on YouTube before. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. And and Jack uses. Is this the first time he uses the chimps, Kathy, or does it? I, yes, no. It's his. It's his first yeah. time. And, and I then love he the he must have loved it because he comes back to them many times in the future for other. Right, specials. although it's never quite as good. I know we'll find other specials where they walk across the stage yeah. and and do things. Um, the marvelous story. Does anybody else have the marvelous story about them? This was so. This part was actually filmed. It wasn't live. And it was the first rehearsal. Jack, I mean, the chimps had never met Jack before. And this was um, a rehearsal for what was going to be done. They had thought live on the show. Bud Yorkin and Ralph Levy were so smart to have put the cameras on it. Because that first time the chimps met with Jack, they had all these reactions. And they never did it again. So, I mean, when, when he would appear with them again, they never reacted with the, quite a strong the, 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 yeah. yeah so it, it's yeah, truly it's, amazing it, it was really and, fantastic and it's truly amazing and and one i've seen a couple times when jack's been compared to charlie chaplin or in a way of, other silent comedians this is this you know fabulous uh, uh proof uh uh to those comparisons a totally visual act so. well talk about a gutsy move i mean they always say you know if you're appearing live with children you never know what's going to happen and things. So, so people are, are reticent to do that sometimes, but to appear with, with chimps and to try and now granted he, this was, they were going to practice at first or whatever and end up going with that and, and things. I mean, I get that piece, but still to even contemplate, Oh well, yeah, we can try this and I'll try and do my Jack Bennyisms with them and see what works and doesn't work or whatever. And it just worked beautifully. So um, let's go over to Terry and get Terry's thoughts on this whole thing. I violated the rule of never performing with uh, children and animals. Uh, Recently, <laughs> 30 or 40 years ago now, I was in a community theater production of Inherit the Wind, and we had kids, and we also had a chimpanzee monkey, and the little guy bit me on the hand. Luckily, he had no oh. teeth, but it's still hard. <laughs> uh, never again. <laughs> I also really love this this uh, special, and I'm so glad that you shared it with us, uh, Kathy. Unlike you, I was uh, I had just turned six when this came out, but I didn't see it at the time, or at least I have no recollection of it. But I'm really glad I saw it because it not only uh, gave me greater appreciation for the many talents of Jack Benny and his cast, but it also gave me a chance to look at some of the other connections here. And for example, Bud Yorkin's name was familiar to me because he later became the executive producer uh, along with his uh, partner at Tandem Productions, Norman Lear, of All in the Family and Maud and Sanford and Son and others. Um, uh, of course, Mitzi Gaynor, uh, I, I love stage names and the origin of those names. Mitzi Gaynor was born Francesca Marlene de Chenil von Gerber. She was a Hungarian wow. origin. Wow. And, uh, of course, Bob Hope was uh, Leslie Town Hope, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
let's see. Oh, the the watch name, the Benrus Watch Company. And that, by the way, that apparently that brand is still around. It's been bought several times by other watch companies. Uh, um, Benrus came from its founder, Benjamin Lazarus. They put those wow. two names together and came up with Benrus. And it really was a, a fine timepiece. I mean, you know, much better than than Timex, which it was kind of compared to by the advertising. Yeah. That was right. really, you know, really excellent. Um, yeah, it was like the ultimate high end Timex. Or exactly, exactly, with a three year guarantee. Yeah, three, three, not one, not two. Uh, the the Marquee, not lifetime. <laughs> I was familiar with the Marquee Chimps, and and his his uh, their owner um, and trainer. Uh, never got credit, but the man who was on stage with them was Gene Detroit, also not his given name. Um, but they were on a series from 1961 to 62, one season uh, called The Hathaways. And it was about this couple played by Peggy Cass and Jack Weston, who had these three chimps. And uh, I think he played a real estate salesman, but she was kind of the manager and tried to get them uh, bookings uh, for whatever their act was. And they lived with them. And it was it was kind of a one joke sitcom, but we watched it every week. And I remember my father laughing and laughing, just as I did when I watched uh, this, this special, because whether it is ethical or not, it is hilarious to watch these, these little creatures that are just like us, only you know, without a lot of our shortcomings. And, oh, and uh, let me jump on that really quick. Yeah, yeah. It ties in a little bit. I just watched a movie that I'm going spoilers I'm going to spoil this movie a little bit for you and that's just tough luck but I don't I don't suggest anybody watches it unless they really want to watch it it's it's a horror film and that came out last year I think or maybe the year before uh called nope and on nope they have a a gag or a piece of it that is about a a, a sitcom that has a monkey as their main character sort of thing and it the way they film it it feels just like you're back in an old sitcom they have like the canned laughter that goes after everybody says just about anything the audience starts cracking up that isn't funny or whatever but uh but the whole thing and it makes it it is a good interesting view to watch before you want to watch one of these jack benny specials using chimps because their chimp all of a sudden they they're going to celebrate a birthday party and things start popping the balloon the balloons start popping or something and so the chimp goes insane and basically attacks everybody on the set in and glorious gore of blood shooting everywhere and everything and and, oh, no. and so when I'm, and I'm watching this after watching the Jack Benny special I'm like it makes me feel for that Jack maybe was putting himself in a little bit of danger being and after they after Terry's talking about the chimp or whatever it's like okay well, well, so. and it all comes together with bedtime for bonzo so it, it, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. Yes. everything's happening but i do want to say to people just in, just so you don't get your hopes up or anything thinking oh well that sounds interesting that's all it's not the whole movie it's like it's like just a few scenes within the movie it's like a little subplot within the movie well and in fairness it is a jordan peele movie so it's worth the price of admission even if you pay nothing to see it but yes I, I, I will watch pretty much anything that that he uh, yes and directs. Yes, it's it's an interesting uh, viewing experience. I, I don't think it's quite up to the enjoyment I got out of his other films, but but it's uh, certainly interesting if nothing else. So there you go. Oh, I, 
uh, one thing we hadn't mentioned was the interaction between Senor Wences and his handler. I love Senor Wences. Again, one of the first thing, times I ever got into old stuff was in the Ed Sullivan show, and he's a regular on the Ed Sullivan so If you I would suggest before you watch the actual special, watch a bit by Senior Wensler so you can get what he normally does, because I think it'll make it you know even better. When even better. Yeah. And by the way, the Marky Chimps also were, I think, semi-regulars on the Ed Sullivan I show. I believe it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I have to say one last thing about Bob Hope. I'm glad you mentioned him. I forgot yeah. to put that in my notes, but I can't remember the, the joke. I'm sure our audience will pick it up at the time. But uh, he did ad lib a little bit. Yes. <laughs> really classically cracked up uh, Jack Benny. Yes. Yes. It was it was a really good crack up on Jack Benny's part. And the the woman who was with Jack was not holding it together very well either when that That's uh, right. piece happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was I put, great. Um, Terry on the hot seat or whoever wants to answer because I wrote down some references but I didn't have time to look them up but I bet that you know the uh, the answer so first I well now uh, it's Johnny, a quiz <laughs> uh, Johnny Weissmuller yes famous uh, Olympic swimmer who played Tarzan ah yes it's where it's where Carol Burnett got her maybe yell. the most uh, remembered as Tarzan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, his and his Tarzan yell, they used for most of the future Tarzans. It would be because nobody could do it as well as he could, so they would just use a recording of him over the top of whoever was the current Tarzan at the time. So that's that was, right. Yeah. All right. Jose Greco. Jose Greco was a, a dancer um, and um, Spanish. Yeah. He also invented Roman Greco wrestling, I believe. All right. I've heard not I've the, heard. not the same as the painter El Greco. Okay. <laughs> Two different guys. I've heard of the movie Going My Way with Bing Crosby, uh, but I don't know who Barry Fitzgerald is. Barry Fitzgerald was an old actor. <laughs> and I don't do a good impression of him, but uh I guess because because uh Derbingle had had aged a bit, that's why um Bob Hope makes that joke. I, I think that's the reason. Okay, and then can you explain the uh, the Jerry Colonna mustache? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. He was, part, he was one of uh, Bob Hope's uh, stock uh, company of, of uh, comedic actors, and he did have a mustache like that. Not quite that big, but almost. 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 And, it definitely and, looked like a Jerry. As soon as he came on, I thought, oh, Jerry Colonna's mustache. And, and then he mentioned Jerry Colonna. So. I think that yell that, that Jack Benny is supposed to do is maybe something that Jerry Colonna had done, but I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, I think so. Last, I think so. The last reference, which I, I have seen the movie The Blob, uh, so, <laughs> so I knew that one, but uh, did that come, that must have come out this year. I don't know what year it was, but it had to be in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I, I, I can tell you. Let's, I, I believe it was 58 the year before this. So Okay, so... It's like some teenagers, you know, are are having a good time, and then this giant red blob starts chasing them and terrorizing the whole city. So it's pretty, uh, pretty fun, silly uh, horror, quote unquote. It's movie. funny because almost every ad I've seen for it is a black and white picture of oh. it, and you would think at the time you would play up the fact that it's color. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know what they were trying to do with 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 so many of the ads being black and white, and even. Now it's, I think it's streaming on uh, HBO Max. I just watched it a few weeks ago. And uh, 
and and their picture of it is black and white i was going oh i guess it's black and white i don't remember and then i started playing and it was like color and it's yeah and so yeah, it's got a fantastic opening theme song beware of the blob yes yes <laughs> well john since you had a quiz i have one uh, okay. i've never seen the movie that bob hope was uh was really pushing hard really selling oh, yeah. came out this year alias jesse james anybody know anything about that movie Sounds like it must have been a disaster. <laughs> I know he didn't push it hard enough, apparently. So yeah, the fact that we haven't heard of it shows that it maybe was not his biggest hit. I don't think it had Bing Crosby with it. It wasn't a road picture. Anyway, no. so. <laughs> and, and I, uh, as a side note, I did love the fact that apparently this was Mitzi Gaynor's first live television appearance. Right. I must think I consider her on TV when I'm thinking about the Beatles because she is the uh, the big name on their second appearance uh, when they're down in Florida, and uh, and uh, Hollywood's Mitzi Gaynor comes out and sings um uh, 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 rhythm and blues tunes and it, it's a bizarre matchup. Yeah. between the Beatles and Mitzi on Ed Sullivan. Yeah. So she was 20 something in this uh, in this uh, television program. Jack Ma for a guy who just turned 70, thank you very much. I thought Jack Benny for 65 looked terrific and didn't just look good. He was really um yeah. physically quite, you know, limber and, yeah. and I, I he did I his little leg kick thing that he that's does right, that's right he does that over and over again recently i don't know why I've, I've been watching things and and he's done it in almost everything i've seen lately <laughs> so i'm like okay i need to get that kick down that's kind of cute so <laughs> yeah what i i thought it was uh, the first time that she does a, a costume change it really surprised me and yeah. then i started looking for it and i <laughs> i don't know if the first one didn't have a cut I feel like it didn't. I don't think there was a cut, John. I think because she was so close to the camera, I think there yeah. were dressers around her doing that. Because it, was, it wasn't her top. It was just her, you know. Yeah, the, the other two, there was a cut. Although I don't know if they they needed it, uh, but I did notice there was huh. a cut. But that's a great thing about this program because it feels very live, mm -hmm. in, even though it is technically edited. Yeah. I have to go back and look for that. I'm. You might be right. Maybe well, I was on the. I was on the ball, just like you know, <laughs> any cut. And there, there was a change in angle right before. Uh, okay. Right. Well, I think it's cool that even at this late time, Jack is getting people. You know, I mean, I mean, the fact that like we uh, famously his first big one was probably Marilyn Monroe coming over on his show. But even at this point, his team is like trying to get people to come over and do their first television appearance that are known for their films and things. And and they got Mitzi Gaynor this time, which is, and you never know. I mean, they're always like when they got Marilyn Monroe, she was a huge get, but she'd even, her legend would even be bigger than that. And, 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 and so I think if you get these young people, younger actresses, especially to be on your, on your show, you're like going, well, who knows, maybe in five years or 10 years they'll be huge and will be the one of the things that 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 they appear their first appearance on television so and kathy wasn't this still a time when holly hollywood studios were discouraging their their performers from appearing on television oh you bet um because you know attendance is just you know uh, dropping and dropping and dropping and they're so very jealous and uh you know trying anything to keep the movies different from TV, so, so maybe, this was kind of courageous, well, so. <laughs> maybe this was kind of a courageous thing for Mitzi Gaynor to do. Uh, 
I think the fact that it's a special and not a regular episode, perhaps uh, yeah. at perhaps And what was Bob's was movie it? called? Alias Jesse James? Yeah. So so yeah, I believe the Blob and Alias Jesse James were the one and two hits of that year, <laughs> if I remember right. Ah, there you go. There you go. Well, clearly Bob Hope was bulletproof. No matter what disasters he made, he was still Bob Hope. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and then he would he would try and latch on to things like the whole Jesse James meets the blob that they had to find the, <laughs> the next year just didn't catch on. I don't know. Uh, they were hoping the blob would carry it, but apparently the Jesse James part pulled it down. I don't know. So, <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll end there. Anybody else have anything else they want to mention about this one? No. Just a fun Enjoy. show. Get past the fact that it that the, the picture quality is not great. I'm or do like me and watch it on a little camera. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phone. Watch it on. It's this fine. is a great one to watch on your phone. I mean, honestly, if you, if you blow it up to your to your eighty inch TV, <laughs> it's going to be a sad, sad watching experience. But it, 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 I just love having these in any way, shape, or form. I mean, certainly that that bit that we talk about at the very beginning of this thing is worth every Jack Benny fan seeing and the rest of it's all decent too. It's just that bit to me is extreme. It's something that I've always kind of want. I've heard Jack do things like it in radio. Certainly. Um, uh, who am I thinking of the one who John, the guy who Stan Freeberg. Oh, Stan Freeberg, that, yeah. that you just featured on your show a little while ago or whatever. Cause he was on Jack soup commercial. He, he, well, no, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking oh. of his radio show. Oh. Where he he talks about the budget difference between television and radio, and he says, "See on radio we can do this," and he has like the armed forces come in and fly over, and then they're supposedly dropping a, a giant cherry on top of this mountain, and he describes like all this that would have a multi-million dollar budget or something, and uh, and this was kind of seeing that kind of played out live in a way, and what television could do, and. Like I said, they probably shot half their budget or more just with that one skit. So <laughs> whatever. Okay, so okay. Apparently, Benris and uh, and and uh, Greyhound had a lot of money to play with, so that's, that was all good. So enjoy this one. Uh, we'll be back for the second special that again is with Benris and with um, Greyhound. And uh, as much as I enjoyed this special, I even enjoyed the the second one even more in some ways for different reasons and uh and it's interesting that these specials without realizing it i'm sure i don't know but they had bigger like opening numbers and things than or opening bits than even the later specials have i i, I really enjoy both opening bits to both these specials right with the money that's right that's right and they both did phenomenal things where you're surprised that they can pull these things off so that's just a preview for the next special. So we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. And enjoy your summer with the Jack Benny specials. I hope you enjoy all this. The Armstrong Circle Theater will not be seen tonight, but will return two weeks from tonight. The Jack Benny Hour with Bob Hope and Misty Gaynor will follow in just a moment. No, but just a stand there and request number. <laughs> You wouldn't mind if they had an orchestra like Guy Lombardo or Harry James, you know. But Ina Ray Hutton? <laughs> you sound like you're going to be a real, real good audience for this show. And that's why I like to come out ahead of time.
ahead of this, the show and do these warm-ups, you see? Then, you know, it gets the whole audience. Uh, oh, you want a picture? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you got a good one there? Right. Look, uh, uh, please, uh, I don't mind your taking pictures now, see? But don't take them during the show, will you? You know, because it upsets, uh, it upsets uh, everything, you see? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to sit back and relax Enjoy yourself and have a good time for the show and laugh. You know, laugh out loud, see? <laughs> that is if you ever want to get in here again. <laughs> but, what? 30 seconds. Oh, we have 30 seconds before the show. Now, I must tell you something about this show. You know, when you do an hour show as spectacular like this, everybody expects a great, big, tremendous opening. You know, they want something big. As a matter of fact, I had a terrific argument with my producer about it. You see, he wanted one of those great big production numbers with all kinds of people and, and music and fanfares and everything. And I said to him, look, Mr. Yorkin, that's my producer's name, I said, Mr. Yorkin, I said, this doesn't fit me. I said, I'm Jack Benny. I generally walk out quietly and tell a few jokes and, you know, very quiet and everything. But he insisted upon this big opening. So anyway, we argued for about three or four hours. And even though I didn't win my point, I did get him to compromise. I really did. I got him to compromise. Five and, seconds. Oh, we got five seconds, so we're going to be on right away. So don't forget, relax, laugh, have a good time, you know, enjoy yourself. <laughs> unconditionally guaranteed for three whole years. And by the Greyhound Corporation. It's such a comfort to take the bus. And leave the driving to us. And now, here's the Jack Benny Hour.
And he had perfectly good reasons for it, because he figured that white tie and tails, you see, would add dignity to the show and make me look a little more sophisticated. Plus the fact that at my age, the stiff shirt would sort of help hold me up. <laughs> so I argued with him about that, too, and we compromised, you see. He let me wear this plain street suit, but he made me put starch in my underwear. <laughs> so I do feel kind of held up a little bit, you know. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to present my first guest star, a young lady who is making her debut in live television, Miss Mitzi Gaynor. was lovely. And I can't tell you, Missy, how thrilled I am that you're on this show with me. Oh, thank you so much, Jack. But you know, live television is so confusing and new to me, I, I hope I don't do anything wrong. Oh, you won't. It's awfully, awfully frightening with all these different cameras and all the people running around with those little things stuck in their ears. <laughs> we don't have complications like this when we make pictures. I know, I know. See, I haven't made a picture in years. <laughs> you mean not since the... Uh... Yes, yes. <laughs> The reason I quit. I think. You know, when I made pictures, uh, Missy. Now you know I always tan one of them. You know the, that one that I always mention. But I really have made a lot of good pictures. The only thing is, when I was making movies, I didn't have that. Uh, oh, I didn't have. Um, oh, 
What am I? What's that word I'm trying to think of? Sex appeal. <laughs> no, in those days I had. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. You see, I was more of a, a comedian and a and an entertainer than an actor. You see. I didn't have that uh, emotional maturity, see, to portray a motivating character. You know, I was amateurish and stiff and awkward. Oh, Jack, for heaven's sake, you're, you're your own worst critic. I was quoting Luella. <laughs> See, and at that time, she was my best friend. <laughs> Jack, I want to tell you something. What? When I was making South Pacific, I asked the studio to put you in the picture with me. You did in South Pacific? Well, that was very sweet of you, really, but I wouldn't have considered it. Unless, of course, it was the leading role, the part that Rosanna Brotsby played, oh, you know. Yes. That I would have considered the part of the planter. Oh, Jack, you would have been wonderful as the planter. Really? I understand you grow rice in your swimming pool. <laughs> Now, who told you that I grow rice in my swimming pool? Huh? Who? Well... Well, what? Well, I heard That's a story... a cute face, <laughs> well, what? well, I heard a story, but I don't believe it. Well, what? What? What is the story? Well... Well, go ahead. What? 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 Who? Who? What? Well, what? 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 Well, what? I heard... I heard yeah. that last year a chicken fell into your pool. You turned on the heater and had the whole neighborhood over for soup. <laughs> Yeah, it was such a high-class affair. Johnny Weissmuller was the head waiter. What a party. Jack, speaking of parties, on April the 6th, I'm giving a dinner party for the Academy Awards. Would you like to come? For the Academy Awards? Yes. No, no, thank you. I, I wouldn't be interested in that, really. Thanks, Jefferson. Well, Jack, for, I can't understand why you wouldn't be interested. I mean, that's a night of great excitement. Some excitement. I don't know why everybody makes such a fuss about the, the Academy Awards. I mean, two days after they give out the award, the whole thing is forgotten. Forgotten? Certainly. Who remembers that last year, Alec Guinness won it for the Bridge Over River Kwai? Yeah, but you just... And, or in 1956, that Yule Brynner won it for The King and I. <laughs> or that 1953, William Holden won it for Stalag 17. Who remembers? Who remembers that in 1946, Frederick March won it for the best years of our lives. Or in 1942, that Jimmy Cagney won it for that little thing he did in Yankee Doodle Dance. Or in 1927, that Emil Jannings won it for the, the Way of All Flesh. I mean, who remembers those things? Well, then how come you remember? Because my psychiatrist is doing a lousy job. Anyway, let's forget about the Academy Award. Now, look, Mitzi, you know what I'd like to do? I'd love to do a song with you. You know, I really would. And I have a number here. Thank you very, very much. Here's a number that I think we could do together. It'd be kind of a cute number. Then I'll tell you later why I wanted to do this. Uh, uh, you uh, do you know this song? Yeah, yes, I do know it, Jack. But you see, it's, it's not a duet. It's a solo for a girl. Well, what's the difference? Nobody will know the difference. Oh, we can do this together. Yes, but yes, you yes. know the song. We can... Dave, oh, could we have a little music for this one? Oh, and give us a thing. Yeah. Give it an honest message. It'll be just one. Oh. Now, don't worry.
I like the show so far. Me too. Me too. I swear. It is a Ben Ross today. What? Ben Ross today. What is today? 17 Julies and three years guaranteed. Three years today? Today and three years from today. Yes. It is expensive? Expensive? Yes. $25. That is today? You get today, tomorrow. All right? All right. All right. <laughs> This is today. The new Penrose watch, unconditionally guaranteed for three years. This is today. The new Penrose watch, unconditionally guaranteed for three years. This is today. The new Penrose watch, with a movement unconditionally guaranteed for three years. This is today by Penrose for $25. A watch that costs less can't be made like today. With 17 jewels, 17 points of protection. A watch that costs less can't be guaranteed for three whole years. Today's three-year guarantee means that for three years you won't spend one cent for repairs. This is today. In a man's dress watch, in a beauty watch, in a waterproof watch. Insist on today by Penrose at $25. The only 17-jewel watch with a movement unconditionally guaranteed for three years.
Now, Missy, the reason I kept you out here all during this commercial, you see, is because, well, I wanted to explain something to you. You know, as a rule, I never butt into anybody's act or work with them. I let them do their act, and that's all, you see. But I'll tell you what happened. This is Bob Hope's fault. You see, Bob Hope gave me this advice. I was over to his office about a week ago, mm -hmm. and he told me to do... I'll tell you exactly... That's what I call a massage. Who was your last masseur, Mr. Hope? Well, I didn't exactly have a masseur. I let Jose Greco rehearse on my back. <laughs> oh, those are heel marks. I thought they were dimples. <laughs> Cold hands aren't enough. He's got to tell jokes yet. <laughs> yes? Mr. Jack Benny is here to see you. Jack Benny will send him in. Hi, Bobby, Jack. How are you? Well, I never expected to see you in my office. What a surprise. Well, what's so surprising about it? Well, I'm on the second floor and there's no elevator. <laughs> the building next door has one. I came across the roof. <laughs> now, Bob. Well, I hope I'll see you next Tuesday. Oh, fine. Bye, Mr. Benning. Goodbye, Dr. Burton. Dr. Burton? Yeah. Jack, he's no doctor. Bob, you know that and I know that, you see. But until the Blue Cross finds out, they're paying for all my massages. <laughs> now, Bob, Dad, when you're through with that brain, sell it to me, will you? Send in your bid like everybody else. <laughs> now, Bob, the reason I came over to talk to you oh, was about the... Excuse me, Jack. Oh. Excuse me. Hello, this is Bob Hope coming to you from Hollywood, California. Hollywood, the only town in the world where when you hear high heels coming down the street, it's a cowboy. <laughs> and they're sure making a lot of westerns out here. We aren't bothered by smog, it's gun smoke. <laughs> yes, the visibility was so bad I could hardly see that sign on Hollywood and Vine that says, curb your horse. Bob, who's that? Wrong number. <laughs> but I don't let anybody get away. Well, then why don't you hang up? He's still laughing. <laughs> Very much. And don't forget to go see alias Jesse James playing in your neighborhood theater. And if your neighborhood doesn't have a theater, write in, we'll send you one. <laughs> the reason I came over to talk to you was because, uh, you know, about your appearance on my show, my hour show on Wednesday night. Now, did you read the script? Well, you know, I didn't get a chance to finish it. Look, Jack, why don't you make yourself comfortable I, while I glance through the rest of it, huh? Okay. Don't sing. I haven't been well. <laughs> so Bob Hope, with deep appreciation for the way he entertained us while he was overseas. Bob, who's that from? Well, the girls at the Follies Bergere. <laughs> you have some beautiful mementos here, haven't you? Oh, those are nothing, Jack. Most of them are in the other room. Oh, this room here? Mm -hmm. Oh, look at it.
souvenir I brought back from Russia. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have a bear in the office, at least have it stuffed. You'd taken one more step, it would have been. <laughs> Would Wednesday be all right? Wednesday? Yeah. Well, I think that might be a wait. I'll look at my calendar. Bing is playing Barry Fitzgerald's part. <laughs> oh. Hey, this is the script, huh? Yeah, that's it. Mm. That's it, Bob. Has the sponsor seen it? No, no, I haven't shown it to her yet. Oh, good, then we can still save it. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? This show's gonna be great. I've got a wonderful cast. Jack, I know you've got a wonderful cast, but you're supposed to be the star, and you're not doing anything in the script. I'm not? No, listen to the lines you've got in the script. Hmm. Well, but, 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 now cut that out. Yeah, I skipped that one. That doesn't make sense. Jack, your dialogue in this entire script wouldn't make a 75 cent telegram. But, Bob, I, uh... Jack! They're not gonna pay you just to stand there, look at your audience, fluttering those baby blue eyes. That's my trademark. You know, you know the way. Nobody looks at an audience like I do. <laughs> These days, there'd be nobody out there to look back. They want you to do things. You gotta be on the stage every minute. On the stage every minute? Yeah. Well, this might sound ridiculous, but Bob, don't you think there's a remote possibility that they might be getting too much Benny? Yeah, <laughs> what are you saving yourself for? <laughs> now, wait a minute. There isn't that much difference in our ages, you know. All I know is I can still do a monologue in a soft shirt. <laughs> Believe me, Jack, I know what I'm talking about. You gotta go out there and give. Give? I know for you that's a dirty way. Ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Hope, your lunch is ready. Oh, would you please make it for two? Oh, thank you, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> 
Let's start with a dessert, huh? <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen... advice that Bob Hope gave me, and that's why I butted into Mitzi Gaynor's ass. And now, it gives me great pleasure to introduce that internationally famous ventriloquist, Senor Wences. Here in this box. 
And at Helen's birthday party, everyone was talking about you, dear. Dad and I are so proud of you, and we're so happy that your wishes have come true. Show business must be so exciting and glamorous. Oh, I can just see you in all those pretty dresses. By the way, dear, you remember Miss Mitchell, your dancing teacher? Well, she was at the party, and she told me that at your very first lesson, she knew that one day you would be a big star on Broadway. Oh, we're all so thrilled for you, darling, and we hope that you'll be.
This is a school teacher learning a lesson. Learning, it's a long, lonesome road when you drive yourself. But now those long, lonesome drives are gone forever. Now she lets Greyhound plan her entire vacation. Transportation, hotel reservations, sightseeing, the works. While she makes new friends, relaxes in air-conditioned comfort, enjoys the convenience of the fully equipped restroom, and the peace of mind that's always yours with Greyhound Cena Cruiser service. Remember, it costs less than you think when Greyhound plans your vacation. Here's such a comfort to take the bus and leave the driving to us. Greyhound bus, come with us. Here's such a comfort to take the bus and leave the driving to us. Greyhound bus. Come on along. Sorry, ma'am, you can't go in the studio unless you got a ticket. Oh, well, I haven't one, but I'd I'm sorry, ma'am, but if I left you in there without a ticket, CBS would give me a long vacation. Oh, how wonderful! And now's the perfect time to let Greyhound plan it for you. But, lady... You just pick your tour from these wonderful Greyhound folders and let Greyhound do the rest. I suggest that you go right down to your Greyhound Travel Bureau now. Good idea. Come on. I wish I had a name for you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present the... Oh. <laughs> Darn that Senor Wences. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present perhaps the most novel act in show business, the Marquis family. Say good evening to the viewers. Now look around, you might see someone you know. All right, come over here and sit down. Sit down there and don't move, eh? Oh, be a good boy. Do all the tricks right, we need the money. I've got two governments to support. <laughs> come here, Junior. You come over this other side. <laughs> smile, son, smile, smile. <laughs> Would you like to do an impression of Elvis Presley? Elvis Presley, quick, 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 quick. quick. <laughs> Here, you come over here and sit down. Where's the other one
Come look down the hole, you'll see the girl's dressing room. <laughs> don't look down the hole no more. Come down here and sit down. All right? Don't look down the hole. <laughs> the producers for this spot. Imagine following four monkeys. 
see no evil, do no evil, and can't do no evil. right in the eye. I thought I was the only one working for peanuts. Anyway, I want to say that that's the way this month has been, for me anyway. Jack Parr is on the cover of Life magazine, Steve Allen has three articles in Look magazine, and I end up as an x-ray in the medical journal. I got an offer from the auto club. I asked them to show me the x-ray of my brain, but they said it wasn't developed yet. <laughs> I got back here to Los Angeles just in time for the big charity premiere of my new picture, alias Jesse James. We held it out in Westwood Village, and I wish you could have seen the stars arrive there. They were wonderful, really. Bill Holden pulled up in his Buick. Kim Novak drove up in her Buick. Tony Curtis and Janet arrived in their Buick. That's what they came in. Unless I want to walk. <laughs> picture alias Jesse James at Paramount. It's my first picture there in years. When I walked in, there was a big celebration. They built a huge bonfire in the middle of the lot, and my makeup man threw himself in. Of course, we knew this picture would be a hit from the beginning because we previewed it on a rainy night in a drive-in movie, and three cars had their windshield wipers working. the monkeys back, huh? <laughs> you know, I kid the picture, but if you get a chance, drop in and see it. It's fun for the whole family, especially mine. <laughs> My only regret is that alias Jesse James was released too late for this year's Academy Awards. And speaking of the Academy Awards, how do you like the pictures they've nominated? G.G., The Defiant Ones, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Separate Tables, Annie Mame. Personally, I was a little disappointed that The Blob didn't get nominated. <laughs> I can just see it now. The name is drawn out of the envelope, and down the aisle comes a mass of goo that swall swallows not only the Oscar, but the man from Price Waterhouse. <laughs> but they do have a wonderful, wonderful selection of... Oh! What is this? What is it supposed to be? Well, I'm doing what you told me to do when I was in your office. You told me to get into everybody's act, so I got into yours. Jack, I've changed my mind. Well, why? You yourself told me that it was impossible to get too much Benny. No, I haven't been that wrong since I went on that blind date in Denmark. <laughs> but, Bob, I even went into Senior Wentz's act. When I stuck my head in that box, I was tremendous. No, I've seen better heads thrown away at the Fulton Fish Market. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Never mind. All I know is I got a lot of laughs. Sure they laughed. I told you what to do. Oh, you told me what to do. I've been doing these things all my life. I Remember? think you're flipping your lid. Oh, Are you what are you kidding? I'm the one. You're the one. Jack, Jack. Well, what about you? What have you got to say? Well, I only wanted to say everybody loves to take a bath. Now, this is my show, so let's be sensible. Jack, you know I'm indispensable. What I gave you made you what you are. Uh, well, and please don't mind if I 
Tell Abby Rents to stand by. <laughs> so you take the bow. You take the bow. No, you take the bow. Today, the new Penrose watch, unconditionally guaranteed for three years. This is today. The new Penrose watch, unconditionally guaranteed for three years. This is today. The new Penrose watch, with a movement unconditionally guaranteed for three years. This is today by Penrose for $25. A watch that costs less can't be made like today. With 17 jewels, 17 points of protection. A watch that costs less can be guaranteed for three whole years. Today's three-year guarantee means that for three years you won't spend one cent for repairs. This is today. In a man's dress watch, in a beauty watch, in a waterproof watch. Insist on today by Penrose at $25. The only 17-jewel watch with a movement unconditionally guaranteed for three years. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. And I would like to announce now that the... Uh... <laughs> what happened to him? He shouldn't have taken the job. He doesn't know how to swim. Oh, that's a shame. Why, why this is wonderful. Oh, is he all right? Well, I don't know about him, but the, the watch is still running. <laughs> I mean, that's a Benrus uh, Today watch. 17 jewel, only cost $25.
And the Venus Today watch is unconditionally guaranteed for three years. Three whole years! <laughs> guaranteed for one year. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Bob Hope, Missy Gaynor, Senor Wences, the Marquis family, and David Rose and his orchestra for their contribution to this show. And next Sunday night, on my own show, on my Sunday show, my guest stars are going to be Edgar and Francis Burton. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tonight's show is made possible with the cooperation of the Youth Band Council of Southern California. The Jack Benny Hour has been brought to you by the Greyhound Corporation. It's such a comfort to take the bus. And leave the driving to us. And by Ben Russ, makers of today, the walk to the movement unconditionally guaranteed for three whole years. The French Underground, with its untold tales of terror and intrigue, is the background for the U.S. Steel Hour on March 25th, when Roddy McDowell, Victor Jory, and Carol Lawrence star in Night of the Trail, produced by the Theater Guild. Because of this special broadcast, the Armstrong Circle Theater was not seen tonight. It will return two weeks from tonight at its regular time, and most of these same stations, Roy Roy.